of you don't know it, but we have a professional website. One of the top of the line websites. All the church information is there. If you'd like to give online, there's a giving button. You can go back and hit the video button and you can listen to all my sermons going back a couple of years now. Uh, if you ain't got time to watch, you can hit podcast button and you can just listen to it. Amen. As you're jogging down the road, washing your car and cooking all at the same time. Can anybody in here do that? I want to meet you if you can do all that at one time. But if you're on the go, you can listen to the podcast. Uh, there's so many things on there. The, the newsletter for July. How many of y'all got the newsletter in the mail? Email. How many of y'all checked your email recently? Check your email. I sent you a letter. Amen. I sent you announcements of what's happening this month of July. Amen. As we come together, I talk about Friday night service and why the Lord laid out on my heart about Friday night service. Amen. So um, you guys do that. But check out our website. A lot of people still don't know we have a website, but we actually have a very professional website, one of the best you'll see top of the line. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me. You can go to one of you. I'll give you two scriptures. I'll let you choose which one you want to look at this morning. You can go to Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, if that's easy for you to find. Luke chapter 4, looking at verse 18 and 19. Or you can go to Isaiah 61, verse 1. Amen. Which other ones? Easier for you to get to and both say the same thing. Amen. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. And Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. And I'll ask you to stand for a reading of God's holy word this morning. How many of y'all were expecting God to touch you today? Amen. Amen. Expecting God to have a miracle for you today. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 61, verse 1, or Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Either one. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus, the head of the church, the Messiah, the King of kings, the Lord of lords is speaking. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Is there any poor in the house this morning? Amen. Amen. Come on, I mean your bank account's low. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. You're scraping some pennies together trying to buy some bread. Amen. The gospel has been preached to the poor, and Jesus was anointed to take it to the poor this morning. Amen. For He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. And in verse 19, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Father, we thank You this morning for Your divine presence in this house today. Father, we feel your anointing in here. We can feel the, the heaviness. There's a heaviness of the, of the Holy Ghost right now in the church. And, and I mean, it's a joyful heaviness. It's an anointing in here. Miracles. This is a miracle atmosphere that I feel this morning. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for your power in the house today. Hide your servant behind the cross. Anoint our lips to speak forth your word and our hearts to receive in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen, amen and Amen. I appreciate you standing for a reading of God's holy word this morning. But look into the words of Jesus. He says, the Spirit of the Lord. Now the word Lord in Hebrew is Ananias or Yahweh. That means the, uh, there's only one God, amen, and His name is Yahweh, the Hebrew God, amen, the creator of everything, the universe, everything we can see, touch, smell, feel, hear. Come on, church. Everything exists because Yahweh spoke it into existence in the book of Genesis. Amen? And Jesus is saying the Spirit of Yahweh, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of 
Adoniah is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. How many of you are glad that Jesus was anointed to preach the gospel? How many of you are glad that Jesus was anointed to set the captives free? How many of you are glad that Jesus was anointed mm, to heal the brokenhearted? Come on, church. How many of you are glad that Jesus was anointed to open the blinded eyes? You see, when you read that, you say Jesus was anointed. Can I tell you this morning, He's still anointed. Oh, that was weak, church. Come on, that's shouting ground right there. That should should make you want to run around the church and do a Jericho march and do some cartwheels. Jesus is still anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. He's still anointed to open up the blinded eyes. He's still anointed to set the captives free. He's still anointed, come on, church, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus is still anointed. The Spirit of the Lord is still on Jesus. Come on, give us a praise, church. When David was anointed to be king over Israel, Saul took his horn of a goat. It was a goat's horn, and they would hollow it out. And they would put olive oil in this goat's horn, and they would put a cap on it. And they did that to keep it fresh. There's something about the horn of the goat and how they hollowed it out. They would actually keep the anointing oil fresh. And so he carried this thing around with him. That was his bottle. Today we have this little fancy, beautiful bottle that my wife found on the internet somewhere. And, and we put olive oil in that, amen, and, and anoint people today. But in, but in this time, uh, Samuel was going to get ready to anoint him, anoint King David. And so he took his horn of oil with him, and he went to Jesse's house to anoint David. And I want to tell you, when he anointed David, we need to understand what this word anointing means. Jesus, the Lord said... He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to anoint me. He has anointed me. When David was anointed to be king of Israel, Saul literally unplugged the horn and took it over his head and poured the whole thing all over him. It was like honey coming down. The oil was like honey coming down on his head. It was running down his face. If he had a beard at the time, which he probably didn't because he was just a young man. He was just a teenager, really. It would run down his face. If he had a beard, it would run down his beard. Soak his clothes all the way down to his feet. Listen, he would be covered in the anointing oil. We need to understand what the word anointed means. It means that you are covered in the Holy Ghost. Go on, church. Jesus was anointed by the Lord. He was anointed by Adonai, by Yahweh. He was anointed with the Holy Ghost. It saturated him from the top of his hair to the very top of his hair. Come on, it's going past his head. We're going to his hairline. Amen. And it soaked down his face into his beard and ran all the way down. Jesus was anointed from his head to his toe. Come on, church. With the power of the living God on the inside of him. And the good news today is, church, he's still a same anointed. He's still got the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. Mm. Some of y'all need to get a hold of this today. Because the devil has lied to the church for so many years and said that things have been done away with. That God does not do miracles today. I've had people tell me that God don't heal today. I said, brother, what scripture are you standing on? Come on. You're going to come at me and tell me God don't do something. You better show me with a scripture, amen. 
Because if you can't show me with the scripture, it's a lie. Come on, church. The same Jesus. He said, he said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Come on, church. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus was the beginning, and He's still at the end. Hallelujah. And He's in the middle for you and me. Praise God. He's still anointed. The same Jesus that was anointed 2,000 years ago. On, when he was 30 years old. Listen, he, got, he said, but when did He get anointed? When He came up out of the baptist water. When he was at the Jordan River getting baptized by John. And the Spirit of the Lord descended upon him like a shape of a dove. People saw a dove shape upon him. That was the Holy Ghost coming down. He was getting baptized in water. Come on. But he was also getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. Read your Bible, church. Because after that it says he was led by the Spirit. What Spirit? The Holy Ghost Spirit. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days. But he was baptized. The Pentecostal type of baptism came upon him in the Jordan River, hallelujah, and he became under the power of the Most High God. Mm. Oh, hallelujah, church. He's still anointed today. I said he's still anointed today. Mm. He's still anointed. The Spirit of the Lord anointed him to equip him for ministry. Come on, church. Acts chapter 1, looking at verse 4. We're talking about the Pentecostal experience. But Acts chapter 1 verse 4 gives us instructions from the Father. It gives us instructions from Jesus. He said, wait for the promise of the Father. This is the head of the church talking. How many of y'all know I'm not the head of the church? Some of y'all need to realize it if you don't know. I'm just the under shepherd. He's the shepherd. I'm just the under pastor. He's the pastor. Come on. He's the head of the church. And the head of the church told us in the book of Acts, he says, wait for the promise of the Father which ye have heard of me. I'll tell you something, right there's a problem. The first word is a problem. Wait. We don't want to wait. Come on. We want what we want and we want it right now. We want it, come on. We want it right, and, 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 and two minutes later it's going to be too late. I need it right now. We're, listen, we're a right now generation. But Jesus is saying, wait for the promise of the Father. There's a tarrying of the Lord that will draw you closer to Him. Amen. And that's what happened when they begin to wait for the Lord. Notice 120 people gathered in the upper room in Acts chapter 2. They gathered in the upper room as they were waiting for the promise of the Father. Now listen, here's the big problem. Jesus spoke Acts chapter 1 to over 500 men and brethren. Come on. Over 500 men and brethren heard the words of Jesus when he said, Go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. But only 120 waited. Come on. Well, preacher, preacher, what happened to the rest of them? What happened to all the rest of them? Oh, you, you heard it. They didn't want to wait, but you've heard of them. They went and started churches called the Baptist Church, the Methodist Church. Come on, somebody. Presbyterian Church, Epistle Church. They went and started churches. Guess what? They ain't got the Holy Ghost like we got. Hey, come on. I said they ain't got the Holy Ghost like we got. Come on, church. The preachers you're hearing this morning, you won't hear in those churches because they did not wait and are still not waiting for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, church. How many of you realize we need the baptism of the Holy Ghost in our lives today? I would dare to say that Jesus wouldn't even start His ministry without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And neither should we preach without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on, church. Don't shout me down because I'm telling you the truth this morning. Wait for the promise of the Father which you have heard of me. Look at, He said, for John 
Truly baptize you with water. Oh, praise God for John the Baptist. Amen. Wild man. Most of y'all wouldn't hang out with him. I can tell you that right now. Y'all wouldn't hang out with John the Baptist. He was a wild man. Had long hair and he didn't comb it. Come on. He wore camel's hair and he ate wild honey and locusts. You wouldn't want his diet. Amen. You want a steak and he's over eating honey and locusts. Come on, sir. Because he's in the desert. Amen. He stunk. He didn't have old spice deodorant. Come on, church. He didn't have hot water to take a shower in. He was a wild looking fella. But he was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was telling repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I hear the voice of John the Baptist today saying get ready for the Lord is coming prepare ye the way of the Lord is what Isaiah said he said repent for the kingdom of heaven is coming mm. verse 8 but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me to both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to uttermost parts of the earth See, most of y'all read this and y'all add words to this. Y'all do. We add words to this. And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to entertain you, to help you talk in tongues better, to help you sing better. Hello, somebody. To make you more spiritual. Come on, somebody. Uh, to, to make you more wise so people will come to you for advice. Amen. So you can gloat on how religious you are. Come on. Oh, we get real quiet right here. But what does the word say? It says you receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to witness. Listen, we are to tell the gospel. We are to tell our testimony. The power of the Holy Ghost is to come upon you to give you courage, to give you boldness so that you will be able to stand and say this is what Jesus has done for me. Jesus has saved my soul. Come on. When people are looking at you telling you you're crazy and you stand with Jesus and say but you don't know my Jesus that died on the cross and saved me from going to hell. Jesus will give you boldness to testify even to those who don't want to hear it. Come on. It took Peter who denied him three times after he got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Oh. Come on, church. I said, Peter denied Jesus three times without the Holy Ghost. But when he repented and the Holy Ghost came upon him, he became the priest and 3,000 souls that got saved. Listen, he could, have been, he could have been killed that day for the message he preached was illegal. He preached an illegal message in the synagogue as they're going into the temple of temples, the Holy of Holies, on the day of Pentecost because it was commanded in the book of Leviticus for everybody to go to Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, the Feast of Tabernacles. Tabernacles, Pentecost, to give sacrifice to Father God. Amen? And the message that Peter jumped up and preached after he was baptized in the Holy Ghost was an illegal message. He could have been crucified there on that day. Come on. He could have been killed. He could have been, his head could have been cut off. He could have been uh, stabbed with a spear. He could have died right there for the message he preached. Boldness, what happened to Peter? Boldness came on Peter after he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. And 3,000 souls was added to the church. My God, we need some Holy Ghost boldness back in the house of God and in the streets of Bowden, Georgia and in the middle of Walmart. Come on, church. Listen, if you get embarrassed for my, me and my wife praying for you in Walmart, then don't ask us. 
Because when you say I need prayer, we're going to stop and pray right there and right then. We don't care if your neighbor is listening. We don't care if the manager of Walmart is about to throw us out. Listen, we are going to pray for you because we are convicted by the Holy Ghost. Amen. We live this thing. We believe this thing. We believe that Jesus Christ is coming again. We need boldness in these days, church. Mm. Jesus told them. He is still telling us today. He is still telling us today that the baptism is what we really need. The church still needs to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. It's tongues for today. Some people will tell you no. Some preachers will tell you, oh, that was done away with. And only the apostles had that. The only problem is they can't tell you what book, they can't tell you what chapter, and they can't tell you what scripture that they're telling you that from. And the reason they're telling you that is because they fail to experience Pentecost for themselves, therefore they discourage you from receiving it too. But the truth is, the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the day of Pentecost is still happening today. Amen. Is there any tongue talkers in the house with me this morning? Come on. You know what I'm talking about. You've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. You know it's real. Amen. Amen. Jesus is anointed and now we can be anointed. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus did not get a different Holy Ghost than you got. He did not get a different Holy Ghost than what's been offered to you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. It don't say God the Holy Ghosts. Come on. It don't say Ghosts or Holy Spirits. There's only one. There's only one God the Father. There's only one God the Son. Well, now you and I are all sons and daughters of God under the adoption. But I'm talking about the divinity here. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. So what I'm trying to tell you is that the same Holy Ghost that's inside of you, that gives you your prayer language, that helps you speak in tongues, that helps you call out the things of God, is the same Holy Ghost that was inside Jesus. You know, you might be speaking the same tongue language that Jesus was speaking. Come on, church. You might be speaking exactly the same thing. It's the same power. It's the same Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Just like Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And God the Father, Yahweh, Adonai, He's still the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. I I have preached this gospel in different countries. I have preached this gospel throughout the United States. I have preached this gospel in California, which is a foreign land. Hello? I have preached this gospel in Germany. I have preached this gospel in, in, in Texas. I have seen, I have been with and preached the gospel to the Hispanic people. And I want to tell you something. There's only one Holy Ghost. I don't care if you speak German. I don't care if you speak Spanish. I don't care if you were born in California. I don't care if you were born in Mexico. I don't care if you were from Germany. When the Holy Ghost gets on us, we all act and behave the same exact way. Come on. Mm. There's only one Holy Ghost, church. And Jesus was baptized and anointed in the Holy Ghost. How many of y'all believe that today? How many of y'all believe that today? How many believe that the same Holy Ghost that baptized Jesus also baptized you? Let me see them hands. The same one, not a different one. Oh, thank you, Lord. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere with this, praise God. 
Mm. Jesus is still anointed, and now we can be anointed with the power of Pentecost from the Holy Ghost. Listen to this. To do the works of Christ. See, I lost 90% of you right there. Right there. To do the works of Christ. To preach the gospel to the poor. Come on. They don't have to be poor no more. What gospel is being preached to the poor? Honey, you don't have to be poor no more. Come on. My God can supply. Come on. If God can send the ravens to the king's table to pull the T-bone steak off of the king's table. Come on, somebody. I don't know what kind of steak he had. I don't know, but if I was king, I'd eat T-bone. That's all I know. Come on, church. And if a raven can pull the T-bone steak off of the plate of the king and fly it to the prophet who's in the wilderness, who don't have an income, who don't have a house, come on. He's out there by the river, a brook. Amen. And if God can feed him with a T-bone steak from the king's table, if the children of Israel can wake up and look outside and angel bread called man is sitting on the ground. Come on, church. If God can split a rock and make it water over 400,000 people, maybe even a million people, come on, Church. Don't tell me my God can supply my needs. Hallelujah. I feel this morning, church. Hallelujah. My God is able. It's the same Jesus. It's the same Holy Ghost. It's the same Father. Nothing has changed in our Bible. Nothing has changed. All but today's generation, they will tell you that Bible you're holding is from the dark ages. It's out of date. Come on. It needs to be changed. And I'm going to tell you, no, that's a lie. We're not going to allow your sin into our Bible. Come on. We're not going to allow your sin into our Bible. Come on. Come on. If God destroyed Solomon and Gomorrah, if He just destroyed those cities for the sin of homosexuality, don't you think He'll destroy a nation today? Amen. Come on. All the preaching, that's dark age preaching. You got to get over modern times. You know, we're under this hybrid grace where we can just live in sin and just say the name of Jesus and everything's going to be all right. You need to open up your Bible and read Romans chapter 4 because we're not supposed to abuse the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Don't abuse the grace of God. Mm. The same Jesus, church. Jesus was anointed to heal the brokenhearted, and so can we be. Come on. I said, so can we be. The Amplified says, He has sent me to announce release. When it talks about healing the brokenhearted and deliverers of captives, the Amplified Bible says, He has sent me to announce release. Pardon and forgiveness to the captives. I release this morning. I announce to you the word release. Be free from whatever it is that Satan has got you bound in. Come on. I release you this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church. I release you this morning to receive your healing and your deliverance today in the name of Jesus. He says, I am anointed to preach the gospel. I'm anointed to set the captives free. In other words, I'm anointed to announce to those who are in bondage, to those who are captives, to those that Satan has got in bondage, I am here to preach to you release. Come on, some of y'all need to get that hold of that this morning. Release. I have been anointed by the Lord to preach this gospel. The same anointing that Jesus had in his life 
I'm going to go ahead and tell you, some of y'all going to get shocked. Some of y'all going to think I'm speaking blasphemy, but I'm not. Because it's the same Holy Ghost. Are you with me? It's the same Holy Ghost. Same baptism. Jesus did not get a different baptism than you and I got. Sister Bonnie's with me. The rest of y'all ain't there yet. Catch up. Catch up. There's only one, there's only one Holy Ghost. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The same anointing that Jesus had on Him, I have on me. Why? Because I've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. I said, I've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. There's only one Holy Ghost. The same baptism that Jesus was baptized in, I've been baptized in. I've been baptized in water, just like Jesus was baptized in water. I've been baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost, just like Jesus was baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon your pastor to preach the gospel to the poor, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, to set the captives free, to open the eyes of the blind. Come on, church, to heal the brokenhearted. The Spirit of the Lord is the same. 80% still ain't with me. I might have gained one or two more. Come on. Come on, church. Mm. Jesus is, and so are we, anointed to recovery of sight to the blind. Church, we have to believe in order to receive. Amen. So many people say, I believe it when I see it. Well, honey, you won't never see it. Come on. You gotta believe it before you see it. That's what faith is. If you gotta see it first, that's not faith. You gotta believe it before you see it. Come on. Come on. You gotta dream it, visualize it before you see it. You gotta believe it. That's what faith is. Believe it in those things that are not as if they are. Amen. Believing in those things that are not as if they are. That's what faith is. You've got to believe it before you will ever see it. And before you ever receive your healing, you must see yourself healed. Before you ever receive yourself delivered, you must see yourself delivered before you're going to receive it. Come on. Whatever it is you need from God, you have got to be able to see it first. Amen. But Brother Tyler, I'm going to talk about you for a moment, brother. I love you. He's been with us for a few months now. And how many of y'all know he's in bad shape when he showed up at the Bible Church of God? We're just going to call it like it is. Brother, you were broke. <laughs> broke down in the body. Broke down in the spirit. Come on. Broke down emotionally. He was broke. But what's been happening, he's beginning to see himself healed. He's beginning to see himself better. He's beginning to see that God is working on his behalf. He began to see, come on church, that God is at work in his life and he began to receive his healing. He gave me a good report. He said, I got a good report for you this morning. He said, my liver is, is just fine. My heart is just fine. Hallelujah. Everything is just fine. He said, I don't need all that surgery. He said, well, the doctor's found is I have an infection in my, in my lower intestines. The lower intestines are up in lower intestines. Amen. You gotta take some antibiotics, amen. Praise God that somebody can get antibiotics under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Come on. Amen. Brother Al sitting back there on security. Amen. Took him a year to get healed of his back pain. But what happened? During that year, he began to see himself healed. Come on. 
Not only, brother, I'll tell you, not only was he in severe back pain, but he was addicted to the painkillers the doctor was giving him to, to take away the pain. So once he got healed, then he got to get delivered from the, from the painkillers. He had to see himself delivered and see himself healed before he ever received it. And praise God, he's set free today. You got to believe before you will ever see, church. Mm. Some of you are thinking, but yeah, he was Jesus. You know, he was the son of God. He, he, he's the, he's, the, he's the, the third part of the Trinity. And that's why he could do such great miracles. A lot of people believe that. That the reason that Jesus could do these great miracles is because he was divine. He was the son of God. He, he, he was in heaven first and then he came to earth. And, 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 and he said in Isaiah that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. It was only upon Jesus. I want to tell you something. That's not true. If you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you got the same anointing, the same Holy Ghost. But he was Jesus. He's the Son of God. You know, he, he's the third part of God. That's why he could do all these great miracles. Well, you never listened to a word he said then. You never listened. You see, God became one of us so that we could become one of him. Amen. Come on. Amen. Come on. I in him. Him in me, we are one. Amen. Come on. John chapter 17, read it. Read it. He identified himself as the Son of Man. I don't know, I can't, I can't think of any scripture right now off the top of my head where Jesus identified himself as the Son of God. He identified himself as the Son of Man, the Son of Adam. Jesus became a man. Jesus became a man through a virgin birth. Yes, he was still all God, but he was not walking in his divinity. He was not walking in the power of God. He was walking under the power of a man, which is why he had to wait till he was 30 years old under the Jewish and Hebrew customs that you're not a man until you turn 30. I think America should adopt that law. Amen. Amen. You ain't grown until you're 30. I mean, can I get a witness in the house? But he was a man. And when he turned 30, he was baptized by John. And then he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. And he operated as a man under the power of the Holy Ghost. Not as God divine. As a man. Baptized in the same Holy Ghost. You already told me that you speak in tongues. You already told me you got baptized same way at Pentecost. Amen. Therefore, you got the same Holy Spirit inside of you that Jesus operated in all those miracles. Now, how many of y'all believe Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore? How many of you got Jesus on the inside of you? The same Jesus inside of you is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. How many of y'all believe that Jesus opened the blinded eyes? How many of y'all believe Jesus raised the dead? Yes. How many of y'all believe Jesus healed the cripple and, and brought them up? Come on. They didn't have wheelchairs back then. They would just lay them out on the, on the, on the mat. How many of y'all read the scriptures where he said, take up your mat and go home? You're healed. Amen. Same Jesus that walked on water and called Peter to him. He's inside of you. Yes. How many of y'all believe that Jesus could still do all those miracles that we read about in, in the Bible? You still believe Jesus can do that? How many in this room have been touched by God? God has healed you in some way, somehow. Come on, hands are going up all over the place. 
You already know that God has already healed you. You've already experienced it. You have an experience. You have a testimony of the day you was in the doctor's office. And you have a testimony of the day you went back to the doctor's office. Come on. And it was all gone. How many of you got? Come on. Raise your hands. Hallelujah. Come on. Give God some praise. And now you're telling me that you believe Jesus did all that 2,000 years ago. And now you're telling me that same Jesus is inside of you. The same Jesus inside of you can still do all those miracles. Come on, church. I don't know why y'all ain't jumping up and running around doing cartwheels right now. The same Jesus inside of you can still do all those miracles. He's still a miracle-working God. The Holy Ghost has not changed. He's not changed, church. Mm. The truth is, God became one of us as a man, so we, just as an ordinary man. An ordinary man. The Bible even says he wouldn't even, he wouldn't even good looking. That's what the Bible says. Just an ordinary man. Come on, raise your hand, all of us ugly men. Thank God. <laughs> Come on, you know you're ugly. Praise God. Listen, Jesus looked like one of us ugly men. Amen. He did not look like Fabio. Anybody remember who Fabio is? Let me tell you, stop reading that nonsense. I got you right there. Don't be reading them Fabio books, amen, romance novels. He didn't look like that. He looked like an ordinary man. Amen? You see, in your mind, Hollywood has got, has got Samson as some big muscle guy with flexing big giant muscles, 300 pounds, got muscles on his ear low. Your Bible don't say none of that. I believe Samson was, was no bigger than me. And I ain't got no big giant muscles on my earlobes. Come on. Or on my neck. Amen. What was the difference? It was the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It was the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That's the power source is the anointing of the Holy Ghost this morning. Jesus became one of us. There's so much more to talk about. I'm not going to be able to get into everything, but I want to share something with you. I want to share with you when I got saved. I got saved at 14 years old in Good Hope, Alabama. In Good Hope Church of God. Somebody say amen. 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 I didn't pick it. My mama picked the church. I was just going along for the ride because I'm 14 and I can't drive. When I was 14 years old, I'm sitting in church. Oh, and I didn't have a choice but to go to church either. There wasn't no... I want to stay home and play video games. No, I had to go to church. Amen. amen. Come on, somebody say amen. We need to get back to that religion. But we got to go to church. We ain't got a choice because the children, come on, to go to the house of the Lord. We are going to the house of the Lord because we are a child. Come on. And we need people to tell us what to do. We don't tell them. To, oh, we could preach right there for about half an hour. Amen. 14 years old, I was listening to the preacher and gave my heart to the Lord at 14 years old. And I meant it with all my soul. I, I cried out to God. I knew, I knew that Jesus had died on the cross. My great-grandmother used to tell me about Jesus before she died. My grandmother, assembly of God woman, uh, I mean, every Easter, I was going to grandmommy's house and she was going to put me in. You ever see that little bow tie? She got me in a little suit and a bow tie. Look at this little picture you ever seen. But grandmommy was proud of it. 
took me to church every Easter, amen. So I was in church Easter and Christmas. That's all I can remember. I don't remember any VBSs or anything or revivals or anything like that. Just Easter and Christmas, amen. But at 14 years old, I came down to an old-fashioned altar and I kneeled down before a mighty God. And I said, I know I'm a sinner and I need your saving grace in my life. Jesus, come into my life and save my soul and let me be born again. I want to tell you, the Spirit of God came in me. Jesus came inside of me. And I became a born again child of the living King right there at 14 years old. A few weeks later, I was sitting in church. And I was sitting toward the back, kind of in the middle. Probably pretty much where Brother Richard's at right now. Maybe, maybe one seat up. And all of a sudden, I felt hands upon my, upon my shoulders. I mean, I felt physical hands, not spiritual. I'm only 14 years old. I don't understand spiritual things yet. I felt physical hands pushing down on my shoulders to the point I literally turned around. I thought somebody was standing behind me. And I didn't know who it was because my mama and my stepdaddy were all sitting with me. I don't know anybody in the church. I just know the relatives in the church that I know. And so I felt these these. these Big hands. They were the size of a man's hands. They were no little child hands. They were the size of a man's hands. They were on my shoulders. I felt the weight. And all of a sudden, I couldn't hear the preacher preach no more. I don't even remember his name. But I remember I could not hear the preacher preach anymore. And I heard for the first time the Spirit of the Lord. Let me take that back. I heard the first time I was about five years old praying, four years old praying. But the first time as a teenager that I can remember hearing the Spirit of the Lord speak to me. And he said, son, you see that old man up there on stage? He said, old man. It's okay because somebody call you old man. I'm telling you, God calls you old man. He said, you see that old man up on the stage preaching? He said, I called you to do the same thing. 14 years old, I said no. Mm-mm. I'm only 14 years old. There's a life I want to live. There's things I want to do. Come on, there's fast cars I want to drive. There's dating I want to do. There's, I, I want to live my life. I know I'm... I'm not, you got the wrong one. But I'm going to tell you, at 14 years old, I had an experience with God. He called me to preach the gospel. And I knew that He had called me to preach the gospel. This happened in 1982. Come on, 40 years ago. I was called to preach the gospel in 1982. And listen, a few years later, in the year of 1990, I then ran back to God. I told the Lord, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'm going to tell you, when I ran back to God and he said, do you remember what I said? He didn't have to explain himself. I knew what God was saying. He said, do you remember what I said? I said, yes, sir. I'll do it. My wife will testify. The next thing I know, I'm in front of the whole congregation. Angels over there with big old eyes like saucer because she's new to the whole. She, she wasn't even sure what Jesus was. And she's trying to figure, what is he doing? And I'm in front of the whole church saying, God has called me to preach. He pulled me out of my seat and had me in front of the church. I was, I, I was like an outer body experience. I, wouldn't even, I mean, I was there and didn't know I was there. You know what I'm saying? But in 1990, about 1 o'clock in the morning, I've been studying on the Holy Spirit. And I can remember seeing the Holy Ghost move in the, in the church of God in Good Hope, Alabama. And I can remember seeing the, church, the, the Holy Ghost move in the Assembly of God church with my great-grandmother and my, my grandmother and my great-grandmother. I can remember seeing the Holy Ghost. I, I can remember hearing people talk in tongues. I can remember seeing people dancing in the Spirit and, and getting happy with the Lord. And they said, that was, I said, what is that? And, and Mama said, that's the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you need that. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> I don't need that. Come on. Bad enough he called me to preach. Leave me alone. Praise God. But in 1990 at 1 o'clock in the morning at the dining room table, I called on God and I said, Lord, 
First thing I need you to do is show me this is real. And he took me to the Scriptures and he showed me it was real. And I said, Lord, if it's real, this is you, then I accept the Holy Ghost right now. I want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. I raised my hand. I closed my eyes. The next thing I know, the atmosphere was charged with the presence of the Holy Ghost. I felt the goosebumps come on all the way from my head to my soul. And a language came out of my soul. A new language came out of me that I did not recognize. And I've been talking in tongues under the power of the anointed ever since 32 years ago. Come on, church. But what I did not understand, because there was a lot of things, I'm still a spiritual baby at this point, there's still a lot of things I didn't understand. I didn't understand it was the same Holy Ghost Jesus had received. I didn't understand it was the same anointing Jesus had walked in. I didn't understand that the gifts of the Holy Ghost, come on, could be an operation in my life. Could be an operation in my life. Mm. Turn with me to one more scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm trying to build a foundation for the rest of the month here. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, looking at verse 4. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, looking at verse 4. Go up to verse 3. Wherefore I give unto you understanding that no man speaketh by the Spirit of God, called Jesus a curse. And that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of the gifts, but it's the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but it's the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it's the same God. Come on, same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Which worketh all in all. But the manifestations of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretations of tongues. But all these work that one and self-same spirit, come on, same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. Come on. Dividing to every man severely as he wills. As he wills. What I did not understand 32 years ago when the Holy Ghost came upon me and I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, same experience that I read about in the book of Acts. What I did not understand was the nine gifts of the Spirit that come with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So what I'm telling you today is the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. He anointed me today 32 years ago when I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, but I didn't know it. I had to develop in it. He anointed me to preach the gospel to those that are brokenhearted, to bring healing to those that are captives, to open the eyes of the blind. Come on, church. Are you with me right now? Are you with me right now? I received this anointing. I received this calling. I received this baptism 32 years ago. It's been 32 years that God has been educating me and teaching me that the same Jesus, come on, that opened the blinded eyes, the same Jesus that raised the dead, the same Holy Ghost that Jesus was baptized in, I've been baptized in myself. Come on. You've been baptized in yourself. What I'm trying my best to tell you this morning is that I can do the works of Christ and you can do the works of Christ. Why? Because we've got the same Holy Ghost. And it's not us that does the work. It's the Holy Ghost through us that does the work. Listen to the words of Jesus. I'm only doing the works that I see my Father do. Come on. That's 
church, the Spirit of the Lord is upon your pastor to lay hands on you and for you to receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Come on. The Spirit of the Lord is upon your pastor to lay hands upon you and you receive the miracles in your life that you need to receive. Because it's the same Holy Ghost. I am nobody special. You are nobody special. We are just flesh and blood. We are just men. But there's somebody on the inside of me. Come on, church. There's some greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, church. Greater is he that is in you than the devil that is in the world. This listen, the gospel has not disappeared until you churches are not preaching to you. What I just preached to you this morning, and some of you are probably hearing it for the very first time ever in your life. But I'm telling you, Jesus is still the same Jesus. And the Holy Ghost is still the same Holy Ghost. And God the Father is still the same God the Father. The only people that's changed is the church. Come on. We got away from believing. We got away from believing. But we need to get back to believing. Come on. Say it with me. I believe. I receive. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, Brother Hayden, play something on the piano this morning. Amen. I want, to, I want Brother Mark, can you come up here, Brother Mark? I want to pray for you this morning. You need healing in your body, church. Listen, we want to release the Word of God in your life. We want to release the anointing in your life. Amen. Come on up here, Brother. But God not done with you yet. Come on. Hallelujah. Anybody else need a healing touch this morning? Need something from God? You need a miracle this morning? Maybe it's not. Maybe a miracle you need isn't physical. Maybe the miracle you need is emotional. Or maybe you you need peace in your family. Amen. Or maybe you need a financial miracle. Listen, whatever your miracle is, God is still a miracle worker. Yes, He is. Amen. Come on, I said God is still a miracle worker. Yes. Hallelujah. Brother Mark has got plates and screws and all kind of metal in his back. Different surgeries. How many surgeries you've had? Two surgeries. Doctor wants to open him up again because they think some screws have come out and places have moved and he's been in pain lately. But I heard about a man named Jesus. Amen. And I heard about a baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I read in the book of James, chapter 5, it says, Call the elders of the church, let them anoint them with oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. Have y'all read that? Yes. I've also heard a personal testimony. Of somebody saying a metal rod dissolved out of their leg. Oh, come on, preacher. That's just too much to believe. Why? Why is that too much to believe? He can do all things. Nothing's impossible. I believe that God can dissolve every piece of metal in his body right now. I believe that God can give him new bones in his back. I I need somebody to believe with me. Come on. Jump on in this with me. Come on. Come over here, Brandon. Come over here. Come over here. I believe that God can put new muscles in his back, put new bones in his back, dissolve everything that man has done to him. We know that God can do it. We know that God can do it. Man wants to open him up again to bring correction. But I believe that the Holy Ghost can open him up right here this morning and bring the correction. In the name of Yeshua. In the name of Yeshua. 
I, I got this sickness in my body and I'm just weak. And I said, well, that's funny because I'm preaching about miracles today and healing power of God. But I mean, know that even though she ain't physically here, the Holy Ghost is physically there. And the Holy Ghost is physically here. And the Holy Ghost can touch her right now. In the name of Jesus. We speak the duty of bodies, whatever this thing is, and even her from what? We cast you out in the name of Jesus. We see you packing her down in the name of Jesus. We announce healing to her body, strength to her body. We rebuke dizziness. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We rebuke any infection, fevers in the name of Jesus. Healing. Healing in her body. In the name of Yeshua.
She's faithful. She loves you, Lord. Bless her, God, right now. Let her let her days be more blessed than her former days.
Going to work. <laughs> yeah. 